What's up, everyone? This is the All In Audio Experience. Presented by Undefined Complex. Based in Huntsville, Alabama. With your creators, Trent Malone and Jordan Allen. We are the new voice of the Rocket Sea. So get prepared for talks on financial literacy, the state of the culture, and an introduction to the undiscovered gems of the 256. So watch us pour into you as you pour into us. And enjoy the ride. Peace. All right, what's up, everyone? This is the All In Experience today. Um, this is Trent speaking with you right now. We got Jordan, um, the co-host. And today we have another part of our interview series. And we are going to be talking with a chef, a videographer, and he also does telecommunications. Um, he has been um, doing a lot of great things in the community. Um, he created a fantastic plate for me and my girlfriend, even my grandmother. Um, so we're going to, you know, get in depth with everything that he does. It really, it's like, you know, a jack of all trades. So today we have Chef Shay. Go ahead and kind of give us more of a spiel. Um, we kind of just grazed over a few things. So just give us a more of what you do, because I know you do a lot of things. Yeah. OK. Well, as far as my my chef side goes, I'm a, I'm a chef. I do videography and telecommunications um, with the uh, being a chef. Um, I've owned my own restaurant. I actually started out of my house, um, started selling plates out of my house just as a kind of a challenge from me and my sister. I uh I always like to cook and entertain people and I always had, you know, people like to come to the, to the house cause they know I was going to cook and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I guess I'm a pretty good host too. So, yeah, yeah. uh, so that was thought as a challenge. I was selling plates for like $5 and my sister was like, you're going to have, I, I think I invested like 150 bucks in my, uh, plates. Uh, she was like, you're going to have to sell a hundred, uh, well, 30 plates to get your money back. Yeah. So I'm like in panic mode at that time. Cause I'm like, <laughs> man, that's a lot of plates. But, you know, over a period of weekend, that's nothing but sell them out of your house. But, man, amazingly enough, I sold those 30 plates the first night. Okay. You know, that was up. That's, you know, on a Friday night, people coming through. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm selling, you know, Polish sausage and um, fish sandwiches and, you know, that kind of thing. So it was, it, it, it caught on pretty quick. So, okay. And then, uh, you know, from there, I, I actually uh, owned a restaurant from, you know, out of my house to own a restaurant for a while. What was your restaurant called? Uh, it was called Ta uh, Talk of the Town. Okay. Yeah, it was called Talk of the Town. So we did, uh, pretty much did like the meat and three vegetables, meat and two vegetables, uh, meat and one vegetable. And it was really at a good price. You can get a meat, uh, I think a meat and three vegetables for like nine bucks mm -hmm. and like, and a drink. That's good. So, uh, and you all, we always had a lot of good uh, uh, turnaround as far as customers, you know, had a lot of good uh, traffic in there. So, mm -hmm. And uh, then I just kind of branched off from there and started my own started my own catering business. Okay, so what was kind of like the environment in that restaurant? Was it um, a certain style y'all were looking for? Like you know, it got sports bars or you know, um, maybe a fancier type restaurant. What was the style in that restaurant? This one, this one was more of a, I guess, kind of a family oriented. Cause you know it didn't have any alcohol or anything like that, so you know, um, but it did have you know TVs up like a sports bar would, um, 
you pretty much go through the line like you're at a Piccadilly's or Morris, and you just go through the line and pick out, you know, whatever you want on that uh, on the uh, menu for that day. Mm-hmm. So it's you know pretty much laid back, kind of casual, family style of restaurant. Okay. So uh, going back to, I guess, your uh, growing up in Athens, like mm-hmm. what about the area or what growing up like really got you into cooking? Oh, man, it's a funny story. Uh, my, I come from a family that cooks a lot. So mm-hmm. my mom was a great cook. My uncle's um, grandmother was a great cook. So I was always around food. So I think I have an inner fat kid somewhere because I'm always I'm always like to eat, man. But uh-huh. I'm so active. I think, you know, thank goodness for that, that it kind of keeps the weight off. Mm-hmm. I don't do running, but I do enough walking in the kitchen, you know, to, you know, get some real good steps in. But um, I actually cooked my first hog with my uncle when I was 12. So I think that kind of did something to me, you know, actually being able to handle meat, putting it on the open fire and yeah. just, and at that age, you know, staying up past midnight or staying up late until the next morning with, you know, some grown ups. the fact you just being able to stay up is a, you know, a big deal. So we started cooking and, um, I started, um, my sauce brand. I have a line of sauces, also a lot of seasoning and sauces, but that same uncle, um, he's been, uh, that was when I was 12. I'm 49 now. Mm-hmm. He has had this barbecue sauce that he's been making since that long. So he actually sat, I sat down with him and he gave me all the ingredients, all the measurements, everything for this particular sauce. So on my, on my original sauce, I have his signature on there. Mm-hmm. So he's, uh, so, you know, I'm dedicating that, you know, back to my, my uncle and my family. And what is your sauce brand called? It's called Chef Shay's uh, Seasonings. Um, I have an all-purpose dry rub and they're all salt-free. So I try to make them, you know, healthy. Okay, I have a mild dry rub. I have a uh, a hot dry rub, and like I said, they're salt free. And then I have the my uncle Harry's original barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. I have a white smoke, uh, white barbecue sauce. I have a, a Georgia peach uh, smoked barbecue sauce. I'm from Georgia, so I had to represent. Yeah, you you know. <laughs> and uh, I have a, a smoked molasses barbecue sauce as well. Right. So it actually you can buy them individually, or you can buy the whole uh, whole set. I'm actually doing, you know, a, a uh, Special if you buy the whole set, so that's a little plug. Couple of bits, but yeah. And you also, so, um, you have the salad dressing as well. Mm-hmm. So is this a line, or is this something you are coming up with now? This that that was actually a uh, a creation I did um, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I've um, I'm experimenting right now with a steak sauce as my next um, item to launch, and a uh, cookbook. Um, with my mom's original handwritten recipes as, as a cookbook and a lot of my family. So it'll look mm-hmm. like, you know, some torn out pages, some smeared stuff, but on the backside of them, they'll have the actual written recipes. I mean, the printed out recipes, but, um, as far as the uh, salad dressings, I really want to launch that. Um, because, uh, people are really liking, you know, the creations I'm coming up with and the mixes I'm coming up with. Yeah. Um, even with my white smoke barbecue sauce, it's, I can tweak it a little bit enough to make it like my own ranch version of ranch sauce. So I'm kind of experimenting with the, uh, the salad dressing thing. So it, it could happen. It could really happen. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm getting some really good feedback on it. So yeah, for yeah. sure. And as far as that goes, what you want to, I guess, find a way to maybe commercialize that, be able to put that in stores at some point. Is that a goal? Or? Oh yes, indeed. Um, um, my with my schedule, I'm I'm actually have a lot of meetings set up with uh, to get my labels done. I have the labels that I've done myself, mm-hmm. but with my barcodes and all my ingredient labels, 
I'm hoping to get that down within the next few weeks. Because mm. once I get to that uh, stage, I can really start, you know, marketing myself and trying to get my brand out to like Walmarts and Kmart. I mean, like, you know, they're still around, but Kroger and Publix and places like that. Any of the, you know, the big box stores. I have a couple of restaurants here in town that are willing to uh, let me in, come in pretty much now and start putting my products in their in their store. So I'm, uh, you know, kind of got my hands on a few things trying to get those, uh, get my products out there. Man, that's awesome. And uh, so you are from Athens, Georgia. How did you end up here? What what brought you here? Okay. Um, uh, I ended up going to college on a um, football scholarship. I went to Miles College in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had a uh, scholarship there I, uh, in athletics. I played uh, football. Um, but I stayed there for a year. I didn't it was a cool school, but I think they was really getting reinstated with their football program and everything was kind of getting back on it, uh, uh, getting back, you know, started because I think they was on probation. Mm. So I started there uh, at Miles, then I transferred to Alabama A&M. Okay. So that's how I ended up here in um, in Huntsville. Stayed here. This is actually my second time living here. Oh, stayed wow. here for uh, 17 years, my first time. Got married, got had kids, you know, did the whole nine. Um and then in 2006, I got divorced, moved back to Georgia 2007, mm-hmm. stayed there for like 10 years, went back home basically for 10 years because I inherited a house. So I still have my house in Georgia. So I, I still go back periodically because I have a lot of business in Georgia as well. Mm-hmm. So I can just stay at home, you know, when I go back home. So yeah. I have some uh, relatives that, you know, keep my house up for me and stay there. But this is, uh, I've been back in Huntsville for three years. <clears throat> it wasn't an intention to come back, but. You know, I'm here, so and my kids are still here. You know, and this is an area I kind of got used to. It, it reminds me a lot of Athens. Mm-hmm. So with the you know the diverse cultures and you know the um, the way the town is kind of set up, it reminded me of home. So it wasn't hard to stay here. Okay, awesome. So um, do you kind of, I guess, because we see the growth in Huntsville. Um, do you see this as a place that you want to stay? To kind of, do you see the growth as well? To kind of see if you can bring in your own restaurant or you know is this somewhere you would want to establish that here or would you want to go back home or nashville man uh, to be honest man um i'm in my mind i'm trying to franchise myself mm-hmm. uh, you know to create a franchise there's uh i've actually uh when i sat down and kind of went over my notes and stuff last night there are three places here that i want to um get up and going in Huntsville. There's also a uh, cooking school slash restaurant in Nashville that's up for sale or lease. So I'm trying to acquire that as well. Uh, Here in Huntsville, there's um, one restaurant. Well, actually there's two, two restaurants that I think that I think about it, a, um, an event center um, and another area that I want to uh, establish as um, I have this actually a, a idea that I did called praises it's a, just like my radio show, it's a multi-purpose facility, um, like a mostly uh, like a Christian-oriented facility where people can come in and have events. There's another event center, basically. I have an idea for two event centers, but they're so far apart. Uh, one is in Newmarket, one is here. Okay. So they're, you know, that can serve two different communities. Uh, well, a lot of different communities, but, you know, they're far mm-hmm. enough apart where I can have, um, you know, different things going on at different times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that's one thing I want to... Since I know the Huntsville area, 
Uh, I want to kind of get started here with those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'll go to Nashville next or or Georgia next, but another area that I'm trying to get established is uh, Panama City Beach as well. Oh, I got oh, some really? connections there. Yeah. Right. And uh, I just reached out to someone uh, actually recently that uh, Kelly might be in the, in the mix too. So I'm trying to, like I said, put my hand in, you know. What type of the, like, uh, like I guess, taste or like, would you bring to Panama City? Because that is kind of like a different area yes, as opposed indeed. to like Athens and Huntsville. Right, right. Uh, well, believe it or not, man, I've been doing the research. Um, you have a lot of uh, seafood there, but, uh, you know, I want to uh, combine maybe some seafood and soul food together or seafood and um, uh, do something like put a fried lobster tail on the same plate as a piece of fried chicken, yeah. you know, or some ribs. You know, you got the best of both worlds. You got that southern, you know, you know, Georgia, yeah. uh, Alabama fried chicken. You got that lobster tail right beside yeah, it, you know, with some. With a little bougie on it. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> and I, oh, bro, I got some collard green salsa, you know, that'll go with it. Okay. You know, that's like a different that. sauce. and They are trying to uh, clean up PCB a little yeah, bit, too. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they're trying to make it a little bit more family-oriented. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can see that. That's so, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, looking at Panama City Beach to, you know, bring. I would, I would love to have a soul food restaurant on the beach, you know, something or somewhere close to it. Yeah. That I can offer, you know, a lot of different, uh, you know, you can get your oysters as well as, you know, um, anything southern, like some grits and gravy, you know, yeah, trying to, grits, you know, yeah, and then do it on a healthy scale. You're not, um, you know, give people healthy options as well. So, mm-hmm. so what has um, kind of made you, I guess, convert to that more so the healthier options? I you said, you know, you don't do the salt and things. What um, inspired that? Um, is it just, you know, our tendencies to have health issues due to, you know, our diets and things like that? What might, what is the inspiration for that? Well, uh, while I was back in Georgia, um, I was working uh, on the, in the telecom side, uh, installing uh, TVs, alarm systems, um, uh, different uh, telecom type, you know, uh, systems in different, uh, places as far as residential, as well as commercial doing home theaters. But we had a contract with the uh, company called Orange Theory Fitness, and we would do all of their AV work, whether it's, uh, you know, setting up TVs, monitors, anything like that. So I saw that there was a, everyone that I went to, I'm like, man, if I set up a little kiosk or something, offer them like, uh, some, maybe a prepaid, pre-made healthy meal, uh, sometimes a pre-made juice or something like that because they were all over the city and, uh, you know, cater to that that crowd of people that are trying to eat healthier, uh, trying to, you know, change their diets as far as different things. Because um, I've learned how to cook, you know, with, being that I'm from the South, we use a lot of pork, but mm-hmm. I've learned how to cook without using a whole lot of pork and use maybe turkey or stuff like that and add more as maybe smoky taste to my foods and stuff like that instead of adding um, uh, salt. So I've, I'm like, I saw that, that, um, that open market right there as far as um, doing healthy food. So I started looking into more, um, more healthy food, more healthy meats, uh, you know, things like that. We talked about the turkey ribs. Yeah. So, you know, things like that with people that will really like to, you know, try stuff like that. So um, yeah. I started looking more on the, uh, how, how can I make, cook this uh, uh, rib, but make it healthier? Yeah. Uh, how can I cook this uh, chicken, you know, uh, and make it healthy. Maybe air fry some chicken instead of deep frying it. Yeah. You know, so I've come up with different uh, ways to try to, you know, cook healthier for people um, because I saw that need. I saw that, that that light just came on. You know, I'm like, man, this. if I market to this group of people, you know, 
there was a lot of repeat customers there all over the city. So I could almost franchise myself in one city, yeah. you know, just marketing to a certain group of people, yep. you know, mm-hmm. those are, that are health, healthy, health conscious, go to gyms and stuff like that. So Yeah. Because that's definitely, I feel like more people are moving to that. So mm-hmm. you spotted it and yeah, you tackling a good market um, that a lot of people are late to. So mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. Um, as far as like, I guess, culinary school, did you, did you have to go there? Is that required? Would it? Uh, I've, I, well, for me personally, I did not go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been desiring to go, but it seemed like when I, after having that one-on-one experience with that chef that I did have from uh, La Cordon Bleu for an entire year, mm-hmm. I've learned so much, you know, cause I was like a student absorbing everything before our restaurant opened in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from about seven o'clock to at least 10, 30, 11, I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm like, I know I got the front of the house already squared away. I got the register counted. Uh, you know, I got the, the, uh, you know, front side set up. Everybody's ready to, all we got to do is go put the food out there. Mm-hmm. So while I was back there with that chef, I'm like learning how to cut stuff. Cause I mean, they're actually already ready to use knives and learn a lot of seasonings, learn a lot of uh, different uh, cuts of meat. Um, so I was like, uh, I was like a little sponge, you know, mm-hmm. learning. So mine came from hands-on for the most part and getting that one-on-one for like a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came from a family that knew how to cook. I already knew, knew how to cook, yep. but I got a little bit, a uh, little bit of fine tuning, you know, when I was uh, working with that chef during that year at, um, you know, in my uh, restaurant. And she and I also talked about doing a cooking show, so that that so might you, be in the works as so well. You really but, got that hands-on experience, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is Le Cordon Bleu? Is that one of the like restaurants that you worked at? No, actually, Le Cordon Bleu was, but they actually uh, have gone out of business now. Mm-hmm. It was one of the premier um, culinary art schools. Oh, okay. that was uh, it's like a French school. Yeah, but they had them in different parts of America. I mean, you would pay like thirty grand to go to uh, Le yeah. Cordon Bleu. But, you know, people got hip to the fact that you can go to uh, Drake here in uh, locally mm-hmm. and places like that. Technical colleges offer culinary uh, arts for like five grand mm-hmm. instead of paying 30 grand. You're getting the same degree. Yeah. But Le Cordon Bleu was very prestigious. Okay. Uh, they, you know, they had the baking and they had the, you know, the uh, regular cooking type stuff. So it was a I think it was more of a prestige than the, uh, you know, you're learning pretty much the same thing yeah. you could do here at Drake. Okay. So, but I did get that, you know, that kind of training. Okay. All right. So it's it sounds like, like you said, it's already in the blood. The cooking, you know, is mm-hmm. within the family roots, and um, you know, then you were able to fine tune things while mm-hmm. being able to work next to, you know, a chef. Um. So after you went to A and M, you know, that's where. What did you get a degree in and things like yeah. that? Uh, I actually uh, went to AM and got a degree in telecommunications with a minor in uh, business management. Mm-hmm. And um, after I finished uh, AM, I went back to school to Drake and got a uh, associate's degree in uh, architecture. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, you know, I've teased my friends. I'm, I'm like, man, I'm really just like a fly nerd. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, so, all around. Yeah. So I, I've uh, done the telecom and uh, done architecture for a while, you know, doing blueprints and stuff like that as well. Really? Still That's kind great. of play around with that. I still love drafting and design. You know, I think my when I can, you know, get grown and build my own house, I'll design my own house. Man. I can see that when you said uh, <laughs> you wanted to franchise instead of just like mm-hmm. be like, you know, have your one restaurant. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you really want to branch out and 
have a brand that mm -hmm. has the spices mm -hmm. and the dressings and stuff and it seems like you do a lot i do man <laughs> I, people ask me when do you sleep i'm like <sighs> I I get there, yeah. you know. I, Ain't nothing wrong with yeah, it. but sleep later know, on. right, right. I was like, I'm trying to, you know, leave a legacy. I got a grandson already. I got another grandson on the way, so I'm trying to, you know, the Bible says, you know, as far as leaving a legacy, an inheritance for your children's children. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom left me a house, so you know, I can kind of build off of that. But there's some things that I want to take the horns and uh, and do because I see, you know, there's not there. I'm, I feel like I'm the one in my family. I need to, you know since I'm aware that I need to do some things as far as leaving a legacy, that's what I'm doing, you know, kind of trying to grind it out and leave some stuff for my, uh, you know, my kids' kids, you know, that type, that type of thing. So, yeah, with the, all the things that I'm doing, the chef, the telecom, you know, the video production uh, photography, it's like, um, you know, I'm trying to do uh, different things to leave a legacy for them is really what's my uh, kind of main goal to, that motivated me to push myself. Gotcha. Because now they see you doing all these different things. And a lot of times, you know, you grow up and you mm -hmm. see certain things, you know, what's really emphasized is on TV mm -hmm. as athletes and actors and all this stuff. But to see you dive into right. all these other things that is not, that's not talked about mm -hmm. um, will definitely give them an understanding that, you know, they can do any of these things right, right. and branch out into even things that, you know, might not be popular, you right, know. Yeah. So, um, it's that's an amazing thing mm -hmm. for real. So, um, as far as I guess you you finished at A and M, mm -hmm. you were doing the architecture and you know telecommunications and things like that. And when did you switch and go into the catering? Was that all simultaneous, or were you? doing all these things at once <laughs> kind of okay uh i think the 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 telecom side actually came first okay um i i, I was following my my older sister and my brother they are they went to college on um within communications my sister was communications on the public relations side my brother was in uh communication on the uh uh, telecommunication side, like oh, right. computer, uh, that type of, you know, because like it's right. Yeah. Gotcha. So I saw that, you know, their success, you know, they got out of college was my sister was working with uh, internal revenue. She just retired this year. She was there like 30 some odd years. My brother was working with like Chase Manhattan Bank doing their uh, telecommunication system. So, you know, I was seeing that, seeing how well they were doing and they're, we're so much of apart in age, my sister is 15 years older than I am. So she's mm. basically, you know, okay. grown when I got yeah. to high school. Um, my my other sister is 13 years older. My brother's 11 years older. I came along. Oh, so I was a like, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was, I was able to see a lot, you know, being a baby. And that 11-year gap gave me a – I was watching them, how their, you know, their lives went. But if I would have – I think if I would have – if I could rewind, I would actually be like a forest ranger. Or you know, yeah, for real, man. That is um, way left. <laughs> way left. <laughs> you know, right? architecture, <laughs> right, business right. administration, your chef, right, telecommunications. He said, yes, "I'm gonna be a forest ranger." I would, be a, I would be a forest ranger chasing Yogi the Bear and all that. Oh, that's crazy. Because uh, well, I used to love uh, watching Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom when I was a kid. Anything National Geographic is what they used to look at today or Discovery Channel. Yeah. But back in my day, we had Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Stuff like that. I'll come from outside playing football. And I'm like, tell my mom, make sure you tell me what 
when it's six o'clock so I can come in and watch, you know, you know, this animal stuff. Yeah. And I'll go back outside and play after that. But, you know, but that was my thing. I was I had to see the the outdoors, the animals. So if I had to rewind, I would either still I would probably either go to the culinary arts area or be, you know, I like my my alter ego was a forest ranger or a cinematographer for uh, National Geographic, you know, mm-hmm. shooting underwater video and uh, you know everything that National Geographic shoots that you see on TV, Discovery Channel. I'll I'll be that that guy behind the camera if I if I had a chance. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's definitely that's definitely far left. Yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah man. That, see, that you came still from, dabble into that. Oh, I do. Yeah, I still so. have my yeah. I have a video production company now. Mm-hmm. I still have my own video production company in my. Uh, uh, photography business as well so i still you know shoot weddings shoot photography uh, you know photos for people um uh, my believe it or not i'm audio engineer a certified audio engineer um i used to work for nasa television and that's how i got on the uh, telecom side i used to work like i said in the inst- installation side the nasa television i worked there for like six years i got certified in, in uh video editing audio engineering uh, lighting, mm. pretty much anything you have to do with as far as uh, AV work. Man, you're doing it for NASA. You're doing it for the government. So you had to be on point with everything. You, oh, yeah. You're not going to put anything out yeah. that's not, uh, you know, government worthy. So What type of software do they use? Uh, back then, we used Final Cut Pro as far as uh, video editing. Okay. Final Cut Pro, Media 100, um, Adobe Premiere. I still use some of those. I still yeah. use, I still like Adobe because I guess I got kind of yeah. cut my teeth on that, but I think some people still use Final Cut Pro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was a, a Mac version. Yeah. I forgot what the Mac version was of it, but... It's something Pro. Something yeah, like yeah, yeah. So I, um, I got certified in all those. So I started my first business. Like I said, telecom came first. I started my video production company and uh, uh, while I was working for NASA Television because mm-hmm. we were shooting with high def back in the late 90s. Um, so I yeah. learned how to shoot high def video. I'm shooting, you know, the actual... Uh, space station going inside they're having a suit up and you know look oh, like really? the yeah uh, they call it a clean suit mm-hmm. you pretty much have to take your shoes off and put on different shoes and i mean you're covered from head to toe the only thing is showing is your camera lens so you have it on gloves you, you can't they don't they don't want any dust any you have to go through like two or three rooms get blown off to, mm-hmm. to go into these uh you know these rocket firing uh, sessions or uh, the International Space Station that's in that the, out there now. I've had an opportunity to actually work on those as far as the video production. Um, but that's how I started my business, working for NASA Television. People would ask, hey, do you shoot uh, weddings? Do you do this and do that? I'm like, yeah, yeah sure do. I do now, yeah. <laughs> so I started, and then my, my uh, actual the guy who was my um, supervisor, he had a video production company. So he would allow me to uh, shoot weddings and stuff with him. And, uh, you know, he would get busy enough where he was having to turn down weddings. And I networked with a couple of other guys. And, you know, when they weren't uh, able to accept a job, I was like, hey, man, let me do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's how I kind of started my video production company by, you know, working with those guys. And then, you know, know, they'll be, uh, they'll bless me with, you know, some jobs. So I kind of got to the point where I was busy enough where I couldn't work with them because we were all, you know, uh, eating from that video production work. So, mm. so then you know that turned into photog- to photography as well. Okay, because I remember, um, well, one of our interview people, they, because um, I was kind of going to ask, does it involve 
maybe the food having a aesthetically pleasing look to take photographs and things like that. He was um, he has a shoe business, so him getting into photography came from that. Right. Um, but basically, you had a pathway through through mm-hmm. telecommunications, and that's how you created your business. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to be using photography for the food and like posting that for advertising and things like that? Um, is that something you already do? Do you have a page up? All those things? <laughs> Believe it or not, man, I take pick pick. Uh, people laugh at me because I take pictures of everything I eat, whether I'm in a restaurant or at home. Uh, with my uh, professional camera, I have that Nikon 3200. Mm-hmm. I, I while I'm fixing a meal, doing a catering, I have my phone out. I have my camera out. I'm taking pictures the whole time, you know, of that particular meal. So I have hundreds, thousands probably pictures that I can publish in a, you know, a food magazine. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to call myself a food photographer as well. Cause I take pictures, like I said, everything. And people are like, why, why are you taking pictures? I'm like, Hey, this, in my head, I'm creating a website. I'm, I'm creating you know, marketing. I'm creating advertisement, um, you know, cause people eat with their eyes. Mm-hmm. So when I take my, you know, photography, yeah. I'm taking a picture with that, the, with the mindset, Hey, this can be in a magazine one day. Mm-hmm. This could be, you know, this plate right here, you know, is what my customer will call me and say, hey, can you do a catering job for me? Yeah. So I'm looking at, you know, my businesses kind of overlap each other uh, with that photography and with the video production. You know, I can shoot my own commercials. Yeah. So I don't have to, you know, go out and hire somebody to shoot my commercials. I can do my own commercials of my food. of like your chef career i remember you said you were in like competitions like iron chef type competitions oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i just need a story because there's always like a different like atmosphere when you get around people right right, right. it's like a competition like with them like showing off their crafts you know what i'm saying so like just tell us like what your experience was uh, like and like what specific competition yeah. you're in man actually i just thinking about it giving is almost had a chill because it, yeah. it was uh it was like i had a flashback from that the day i uh uh, especially when I auditioned for Master Chef, yeah, uh, with the Gordon Ramsay guy, you know how he's like really over the top. So, mm-hmm. uh, just thinking, you know, being in that environment, going into it, you know, you you try, you got to be on your A game, yeah, because you don't want to get embarrassed, you don't want to get, you want to get no kind of adversity. All, all you want is to win. Yeah. So uh, when I did audition for that uh, event, I, I did um, uh, stuffed pineapple. I, I did a stuffed pineapple with uh, salmon, uh, shrimp, 
and I did. I made my own um, uh, pineapple salsa with the uh, the insides of the pineapple, and made a garnish, you know, for the top of the uh, mm-hmm. pineapple, and you know, kind of pretty much put it in half. But um, what we had to do, we, it was actually the audition was just like being on the actual show. Mm-hmm. You had to uh, bring your bring your uh, entree or whatever. Uh, division you want to be in the, I think they did an entree um, like a main entree a dessert uh, maybe a drink uh, menu or like an appetizer so I chose the uh, entree okay. um, and it was like the, good, the audition started maybe 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning it went like all day so my time slot was I think around 9.30 in the morning so you know, of course, I didn't sleep hardly the night before. I'm like butterflies, uh, trying to make sure I, I got my because uh, they interview you. You know, you you get interviewed by the show producer, you get interviewed by his his top chefs as well, uh, his master chefs. So so how do you first? How do you get in? The oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too? Oh uh, okay. So uh, being that I'm in telecom, I I think I tell you guys. Uh, that I used to have my own television show, my own radio show. Well, actually, this audition was auditioning. They have open audition, open casting calls is what uh, actually. Okay. You just have to go on the show. It's for Survivor, um, uh, Naked and Afraid. All these shows, they actually have um, auditions online where you can go to their sites and see when they're having open casting calls. So um, I've done a lot of uh, film production as well uh, with my telecommunications background. I've shot independent film. Uh, I've shot in, uh, short movies, um, uh, stuff like that. So I have a lot of people because I was, I was thinking about getting back into the acting side of it because, like I said, I'm starting my own TV show. So I still have some connections in in Georgia, uh, Georgia since that's the next hot, you know Hollywood of the South. Yeah. Um, I, I was doing some work, uh, some you know some work uh, last year doing uh, in the family television industry. Um, so I started. Uh, you know, kind of working back in that. Um, oh, I forgot. What, I don't know the train. I thought I'm thinking about the people that I've been working with. Uh, what were we talking about? The application <laughs> process. Oh, like application process. So yeah, open man, casting. Yeah, I, like, hey, you, you, I have. You, you, I'm, I'm thinking about the movies and stuff that's coming up. But yeah, I did a, oh, a open casting call. Okay. I uh, answered an open cast call for uh, Master Chef. Gotcha. So um, what was the interview process like? What were you feeling? Uh, I know. Actually, it was just just a matter of filling out the paperwork. Um, sending it in, you'll get a call back in a few days from like one of the show producers. Um, they'll send you all the itinerary as far as uh, they'll email you the itinerary, ask you are you available on certain days, um, what are you going to prepare, kind of getting getting an idea of what you're going to do before you even get there, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll give you a uh, schedule, and uh, you pretty much um, show up with your. Uh, ingredients, your your okay, kit. that's what I was about to ask. Yeah, you have to show up with your yeah, ingredients. You show, I think I like that. Though. It's crazy, man, because you don't have anywhere to heat anything up. Oh, you don't have uh, you don't have any way to prep anything. You just got to bring your entree set to go. Okay. So what I did, uh, uh, those hand warmer packets that yeah. you can just bust them or whatever, and they stay warm for like a couple of hours. Yeah. I lined. I had a, a insulated cooler, a shoulder cooler. I insulated the bottom of the cooler. Uh, I layered my food. And put everything that needed to be hot in between those uh, heat packets. Mm-hmm. Now my pineapple didn't necessarily have to be uh, uh, heated, but I kept my salmon warm. I kept my shrimp warm. So that's the only thing I had to do. I I pretty much took everything out of Ziploc bags and prepped my um, plate. And you got three three minutes from the time they say uh, sit your uh, 
plates and everything out, your presentation, however you want your presentation to be, you got three minutes from the time you take it out of your bag to put it on the table to present it, fork knives uh, in order, your plate in order. You don't want to, you want to have it clean. Yeah. You got three minutes. That's and you can sure. when they vote it when they hit the timer, you you better be stepping back if you're if you touching you disqualified. So it's just, the audition was just like being that's on a show. That's a, that's crucial. And then you know you have the uh, you have two people coming around tasting your uh, dish, um, actually interviewing you right then. Yeah. Uh, you have a show producer coming around um, tasting your meal, asking what it is, what made you uh, come up with that creation, um, what's in it. Um, how did you prepare? You know, they ask you a series of questions. Then you think you, you know, kind of relaxing. Well, here's a the master chef. One of his um, his master chefs comes around, tastes your dish as well. Mm-hmm. So just imagine you having to uh, present your dish to a, you know, a one a one, you know, chef, and tell them what you did, and you know, going down a series of questions. So it could be nerve wracking, yeah. and uh, you know, but. And then you're looking around, and I think we're in a room with like 30 people at a time. So they have this huge room set up, and you got everybody at a, at a table with their, you know, dish. So you're sitting right beside you on each side. Uh, beside me on my left was a Jamaican guy. He had a Jamaican restaurant in Atlanta, and it went as far as the girl beside me. She had a, um, she was Indian, mm-hmm. like the yeah, she had an Indian dish. So it was like it went from. The Jamaican to American to you know, mm-hmm. to, so you have a plethora of people that you're competing against. It's not just you know, and you can fix anything. Mm-hmm. So you you got you know you're you, you have people that's on your skill level and higher or lower, yeah. but you know you everybody's you know. Trying to make oh yeah, it's, just trying to oh, make yes, it. indeed. Everybody trying to be the master chef. So that's so, an intense environment. How does that dis- decision process go? Do they? Um, do they pick right then, or do you have to wait? You leave and come back. Yes. What is it? All, all the above. Oh, <laughs> some people. Uh, I saw some cats that was so phenomenal. They got picked like right then. Oh, uh, they was. They didn't have to uh, like go through a second round or uh, do some stuff. And I got a chance to taste that food. So I mean, this one cat. His uh, his presentation was some kind of burger, but it was on a his his cutting board or chopping block was actual. Uh, piece of I don't know if you ever seen the like a tree cutting with the tree sliced tree or trunk. yeah 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 it's basically a tree trunk but it was like uh, laminated or uh, whatever they call it yeah. petrified yeah but that's what his I mean his presentation was just mind blowing even though it was uh it was like this gourmet burger but his presentation they had the knife stuck down in it you know you, some restaurants do that but his presentation alone just you know just had me blown away. Yeah. And I had mine, you know, I thought my plate looked nice, but I'm like, dude, I, this looks good. And yeah. then, you know, after, er, after the competition was over, after they, you know, chose the people, everybody got a chance to mix and mingle. So you get to eat off each other's plate. Yeah. So I was eating Jamaican. I was eating Indian. I ate, yeah. of course, his food and uh, a couple of other people that they chose. But um, some people get automatically chosen. Some people, uh, they're like, we'll call you if we want you to go to the next round. So I did make it to the second round. Um, but, uh, you know, it goes, it'll go, I think it goes three rounds, but mm. yeah, but, uh, but man, you, you will see some phenomenal stuff, you know, with the so, presentations. And, so it's subjective, but it's like, uh, if you, you know, like as much as skilled people there. So people kind of know like when somebody really just mm-hmm. really nice like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they can, cause if you're, 
of course, the the number one thing, like I said, people eat with their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, if your presentation is like fabulous, and then you actually taste the food, and that's you know, it's great as well. You know, you got something. You know, you got something going on. So, but uh, yeah, some of the presentations I saw, I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know. So, like I said, it, it just made me step my game up that much more. You know. Okay, and. As far as some of those people that you met, were you able to kind of keep in contact with them mm-hmm. and, I guess, kind of get more knowledge from them, see how their process is going now? Um, and at at what age were, age were you when you went to this competition as well? Um, this one, this actually, uh, Master Chef just, just happened last year. It was uh-huh. uh, last year in September. Uh-huh. I think it's almost it's almost been a, a one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I think it was September the nineteenth. It was either September the 19th or October the 19th. I remember it being the 19th because what's crazy was I was leaving the competition. I had a, a catering in Nashville that same day. Wow. So I got, but I got rear-ended <laughs> leaving Atlanta on, on 20. So I didn't make it to Nashville that day. Uh, had a big um, pot of chili in the car that I was taking to Nashville to my event. So, of course, chili is all in the front of my car now. Not then, you know, for that day. So I remember that day. So, you know, the 19 sticks out of my head because the same day I did Master Chef, the same day I got rear-ended, headed to a catering in Nashville. <laughs> so that was a kind of a crazy day, but yeah, that's but a yeah, lot. That's yeah, a lot all in one day. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget it though. <laughs> yes, indeed, it's ingrained. Um, so I know, um, as we were kind of talking about, I guess the ending part, you were kind of talking about your faith and how mm-hmm. God is, you just letting him guide you through mm-hmm. all of this. Um, so how is, um, have you always been, you know, in tune with God in the spiritual side, or is that something that you kind of grown into over time and accepted that, you know, his path is mm-hmm. your path? Um, yeah, man, it's, it's been a, a learning and a growing process. Um, you know, I've, I think, I would say even even the even in that realm, I've experienced a lot of worldly thing and I experienced a lot of spiritual. So it's like I'm you know uh, I'm learning. It's like a, a journey for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned uh, you know I was out there hanging out doing you know everything. So um, and then you know as, as the conviction started to come. You know after I started learning more about God and started getting more in church. And uh, I'm a minister at my church as well. And uh, one of my pastors, uh, his armor bearers. Mm. So it's like if you're, you know, being his, like one of his assistants, you really want to kind of be on point. Yeah. You know, I can't say I've been on point 100% of the time, but at least, you know, I have the awareness and of knowing where I need to be yeah. and uh, being accountable, you know, as a man of God, as, you know, a father, as a, you know, as a brother, you know, different areas of my life. It's like my life affects so many different people. Uh, and like I said, I have to leave that legacy for my kids. My, mm-hmm. I mean, like I have a grandson now. Uh, I have three girls. So I never had <clears throat> had a son. Yeah. So my grandson, he's just like, you know, I'm, I can't wait to put a fishing rod in his hand. I can't wait to, you know, take him to play ball and, you know, teach him how to cook and do oh. different things. My, kid, my girls, uh, they're 29, 22, and 18. Oh, wow. My girls know how to uh, fish. They love motor. I have a. I'm a biker boy. I love. I got a motorcycle. My my girls like motorcycles. Uh, I, I mean, I almost turned my girls into tomboys, <laughs> but they're they're very prissy. But they they know how to you know they know how to get out. Yeah, they, both they, ways. They, you know. This. Yeah, I taught them a lot. You know, they can change a tire on the car. They can you know do stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's because you know I used to, I spent a lot of time with them. 
you know, my my baby girl, she can scale fish better than I can. And ain't you know, they're not scared to touch stuff, you know, like worms and bugs and psh, man, that's but but to look at them, you'd be like, Oh no, she's not gonna touch a bug. But they, I got some pretty girls, but they uh they love that'll get their hands dirty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause daddy showed them how to do a lot of stuff. So I try to, you know, be that man of God and, and being a father to them. Uh, because I've learned, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad in the home. So it's like, I'm my uncle, my uncle Harry, the one that uh, taught me that barbecue sauce. He uh, has a son, my cousin, he's maybe a year or maybe a few months uh, younger than me. So me and him grew up like brothers. And to this day, we call each other brother cuz, because yeah. you know we're that tight. We grew up in the same neighborhood, and if I wasn't at my house, you know I was at his house, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So, um, his dad was what my and my a couple of my uncles were my father figures, but I didn't have a father figure, father figure in the house. So, being that I've you know learned from other guys uh, that may have been older than me or other mentors, I'm learning through them and through and through following God how to be a father to my daughters. Cause I don't have a son. So I really have to be on point with my daughters cause they are totally different mm-hmm. than having a son. You know, I've, I've grew up playing with Barbie dolls and, and playing house cause I had girls, but I wasn't going to not play with them or not do this cause it's a girl's toy. Yeah. I had to have that interaction, that bond with them. So, you know, and I still have that bond with them, you know, to this day, my, I, I just talked to my uh, kids before I came. They get ready to head to Florida. I'm like, I want to go, <laughs> but they they headed to Panama City Beach uh, today. So you know, I'm making sure they straight before they you know go. But and then you know, now that I have a grandson, it's like, like I said, that generational blessing is what I'm trying to create and trying to break some curses. You know that I know that I've been and you know coming through my my family lineage. Um, yeah. So when I pray, I pray for those that were before me that are you know still living or not, and for what's coming behind me yeah. because you know it. I'm I'm right in the middle of that path, so I gotta you know be the the one that uh, kind of help make some change. And being that, I thank God that He has me aware mm-hmm. of knowing what to do and how to pray and you know stuff like that. So, like I said, it, it's been a journey. You know, mm-hmm. it's been you know, it's just been a journey. And that's why I say that at some point I need to write a book because my life has been very interesting. Yeah, I've been yeah. in some places I never would have expected, but God put me there. Excuse me, He put me in those places. You know, as a learning experience. He put, he, I went to, you know, I would have desired to be a forest ranger, but he had me doing telecom for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. He had me doing culinary arts for a certain reason. You know, back in the day, I was doing it to, you know, because I needed income. I wouldn't, that's what I school, went to school for. That was my job. But I'm like, okay, he was preparing me then for what I'm doing now. Yeah. So it's like I'm doing a lot of different things, and but it's because he gave me the, the, the will for one to do them and the drive and, the, uh, you know, I soaked it all in and uh, now able to, you know, do the telecom, the chef and, you know, the different things. And my kids know how to cook. They know how to shoot video that, you know, I, I instill that in them too. You know, I'm like, Hey, one of y'all can catch this, you know, catch this business. And my baby girl, I think may be the one, you know, uh, right now uh, to, cause she cooks, she's been cooking she, since she was about 12. Um, she she know how to scale fish. She know how to. Uh, she's very good as far as um, uh, designing t-shirts and stuff like that. So I'm I'm working with her to maybe create her a business. You know, while she's in college. Yeah. Uh, she knows how to do hair. Now both of my kids. You know, well, all three of my girls know how to do. You know, do hair, make wigs. My baby girl know how to make wigs. Man. My middle girl know how to make wigs. So it's like, um, you know, 
there I can see the entrepreneurial spirit uh, coming from me to them. So it's like I have to, you know, kind of make sure I'm, I'm co- uh, you know, motivating that and, and cultivating that in them as a father and as a man of God. And, you know, I pray for them. I pray with them. I, I open the door for my daughters uh, when they're getting in and out the car, when they're going in and out of the building. I'm showing them what a gentleman's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. You know, so they won't just accept, you know, anything yeah. uh, from any any guy. I'm yeah. like, uh, I'm going to show you. You know what? Oh, what what they should look like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to. I guess uh, you know, on that side, <clears throat> since I've learned how to do things uh, through the spirit and apply them to my natural life, it's like that's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to do everything in excellence as much as I can. I've, of course, I stumble, but you know, as much as I can do and and be aware of what I'm doing, I'm trying to do it in excellence. Yeah, that's good, right that's there. Um, so. I guess you're instilling that entrepreneurial spirit in them. Where do you think you got it from? Is it just something that she was like, I got to go get, get this money? Or is it some, somebody that kind of gave it to you, like your uncle that kind of gave you that? Or It was, bro, believe it or not, it was my mom. Okay. My mom was, um, my mom worked for the city of Athens, mm-hmm. but uh, she had the, uh, we had a lot of stuff going on at the house too. So I'll okay. put it like that. Yeah, my, she was a she's she was a hustler. Yeah. Hustling. See, I was gonna say that my okay from my my friends called me a corporate thug because yeah. I'm like <laughs> I got the the book knowledge, I got the back, education background, but I know how to hustle at the yeah, same time. Get it, yeah. yeah, and I got it from my mom. Yeah. Um, just to put it out there, man. I, I mean, I'm not ashamed of my my mom worked for the city of Athens. Uh, she was a housing counselor. So a lot of my friends that I have to this same very day or friends that I grew up that their moms or their families may not have had things. My mom uh, worked for the city. She was able to get them clothes and shoes, uh, you know, the angel trees and stuff that they have now. Mm-hmm. My mom worked with people like that, different churches to get people clothes and shoes. And like I said, some of my best friends that I still have right now uh, came from those type of families. And, you know, I didn't see any difference. I was a kid. I didn't like, this is my new partner. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, my mom was friends with their mom. So I kind of came up, you know, like that um so but you know on the flip side um she played cards and stuff at the house yeah. uh played the spade game you know yeah. hey it's it's my album but the house that i inherited um i got it from uh, my mom too <laughs> right right my mom just made sure she got it she right made on. sure we had it. oh yes yes indeed <laughs> so you know i would uh you know my mom would make sure i was taken care of she had you know they did their gambling and stuff on the weekends and uh, you know, it was nothing for me to come back to AM with a you know nice little chunk of change. And uh, she would never buy me meat. She would always buy, always buy me canned goods. You know, mm-hmm. she was like, yeah. "Well, you can you know buy your meats when you get back to school." So, yeah. oh yes, yeah, that's right. But man. so yeah, I I saw both sides. You know, I saw her working hard every day, uh, going to her nine to five grinding. I would go to her office a lot, and you know, and, and you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing stuff. Seeing, I'm growing up watching her work. Mm-hmm. Then you know, when we were at the house. It's flip, you know. It's a whole other atmosphere. So I, I saw both sides. So that kind of uh, watching my mom uh, grind like that, and I, like I said, I grew up with uh, without a dad in the house. So watching my mom grind on both sides, it kind of filtered down to me as well. Yeah. So uh, you know, I know how to you know do the do by the book. And, yeah, I mean, which I'm staying by the book. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I, I know you. how to I know how to do. You know, uh, you know she taught me how to do the corporate thing and taught me how to you know hustle at the same time. So. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you 
tie those in together, you know, yeah. if you, you got the right mindset, you can really, you know, conquer some stuff. Just be smart about it, y'all. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hustle right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like that, Hustle legally. Legally. Yeah, Honestly. but it, it works, man. Because it's just, it's basically just a work ethic, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, if you desire some stuff, you know, you'll, you'll work to get it. Yeah. And I realize it's not just about me. You know, I got a lineage that I'm trying to, you know, set up right. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, you know, make sure my daughters, you know, have what they need. That always um, push you to the next level. When yes, it's not indeed. just about you, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it'll give you that extra. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um. So I guess we normally do like a little top five thing. Top so five, top five, I top guess five. we can ask you, what is maybe your top five dishes that you make? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, wow. Uh that's been a been a challenge because there's so many things that I like to make. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think lately there's been a lot of seafood dishes, mm-hmm. um, maybe like fried lobster tails um, or the uh, the uh, baked or grilled lobster tails. Uh, lamb chops have been another big deal uh, lately. Uh, steaks as well. Oh, yeah. um, that steak was exceptional. <laughs> cool beans, cool beans, and uh, I would also say. Um, I, I really well. I'm fluent in Spanish. I told you, I'm a fly nerd, man. See, uh, I uh, that. I love Mexican food. So right. I I used to work at a Mexican restaurant here called Chi Chi's back in the day. Mm. It's actually where uh, <laughs> Twin Peaks is now. Okay, wow. That used to be Macaroni Grill for a while. And then, but before that, it was Chi Chi's. It was a Mexican restaurant. So me and both of my college roommates, we all worked at Chi Chi's. Um, and that was right up my alley because I already my uh, I had been taking uh, Spanish since like eighth grade, so by the time I got to A and M, it was review for me. I was actually teaching <laughs> teaching the classes at A and M in Spanish. I exempted my exams in Spanish at A and M, so I didn't have to take my finals because I was you know a Spanish nerd. Because yeah. like, but it was review. I liked t- it. Yeah, I loved it. Okay. And I love that culture and the, you know, the food and the spices and everything. That's why I'm like, I know I probably should have been culinary way long back a time ago because I've always liked food. Like I said, I think I have an inner fat kid in here because yeah. I always love food. I, if, if nothing else, but like food and animals, <laughs> if, I, if I had a different direction to go, it would be definitely food and maybe like something on National Geographic. You know? mm-hmm. But, you know, it did definitely, uh, you know, kind of started like that, so. I got one more question. Mm-hmm. So most chefs I meet, they'll have like a favorite back home dish. Maybe their mom or grandma made. Like mm-hmm. regardless of how good they get <laughs> at cooking, yeah. like yeah. they love this dish when they go back home gotcha, or they gotcha. love this style of food. So what's something like you look forward to? Uh, the dish I love the most is uh, pork roast. And with now people, uh, pork roast, Boston butt, pretty much the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, uh, they'll put them on the grill and cook them. But my mom used to put ours in the oven. Okay. And let it cook, you know, for some hours. It would be the pot roast with some collard greens, uh, macaroni cheese, cornbread, and coleslaw, okay. and field peas. All Love right. field peas. Down. So it just takes yeah. you back, man. It's like I want to fix that meal like today. I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. You. I think I'm. I'm gonna have to. I might just have to do it for myself, you know. Yeah. And uh, invite some people. I'm like, hey, I, I just cook because I I had a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. My stomach was telling me to cook this. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, that's one of them. Okay. All right. Okay, so this is going to be my question. So um, you kind of talked about a few of the future things, but what's some of the the immediate plans that you got going on right now um, as far as 
um, the catering, mm-hmm. um, this cooking show. What are some of the things that's really coming soon um, that you're going to be bringing to this community? Um, on, the, on the catering side, I think I want to go ahead and um, I did a uh, a a virtual um, sushi making class last week in Nashville. I'm waiting to get some of the clips back from that to see if I can make it, uh, make a 15 or 30 minute, probably not a 30 minute show, but I'm going to use some of that footage. Even if I just have to use it for like a opener, you know, like a, uh, you know, my opening scenes or something. Mm-hmm. But I think the, uh, the cooking show may happen a little sooner than I, I didn't have a, a date for it. Um, but I think it's going to, I feel like since I'm doing, you know, things like this, doing podcasts, it's getting my, my mindset back in, into the on the telecom side mm-hmm. as far as uh, the production side of things. Uh, being that I do have a, you know, a background in uh, telecom, it's like, okay, uh, I feel myself getting, you know, how you may not have ridden a bike in a long time, but once you start riding, like, okay, I'm, I'm getting my groove back in it now. So I, I've, I always try to keep my hands on some telecom stuff, whether I'm shooting a wedding, editing a music video. I shoot music videos too. Uh, you know, doing. I try not to get too far away from it. I try to always have my hand on it while I'm doing it once every three or four months. Or, I, you know, I have everything at my house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a studio and, you know, everything that I need. So I, I'll grab my cameras. I'll play with stuff every once in a while just to make sure. And uh, the last job I had, I was working for an AV installation company. That was just in December. So, you know, I still keep the latest and greatest uh, as far as the the type of system you use for. uh, We were creating smart homes. You know, one remote would turn your lights, turn your heat, uh, run your bath. It doesn't matter. You can program it to do, you know, pretty much anything. So I um, try to, you know, stay stay in tune with, you know, everything I'm doing. Even if I'm not doing it for, you know, a few months, I try to, you know, kind of, not get too far from it yeah just but uh yeah like i said telecom was it that's why it, this birth from that's how i started so gotcha. and uh do you post these on like certain social media sites um facebook right Instagram? now uh well as far as social media i'm just using uh been using facebook i need to get more savvy with uh instagram yeah, and uh pictures. twitter and you know all those yeah. i've um the last job I was doing, I was our, I was actually our social media marketing manager, oh, but okay. you know I was doing you everything. Get on for, Instagram with it, so yeah, you're no, taking all these pictures, right, right. And so I was pushing everything for my job, but I'm like my my stuff is you no know, is lacking to you. me. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really getting ready to you know uh, get my website done, uh, working with someone. Well, I need to find someone to you know to do what I needed to do. Um, and really kind of just start promoting my, uh, you know, social media on, on every level. Cause it's like, I need to, uh, you know, get on out there and start doing some things that, you know, I know how to do them. Yeah. Uh, like, like my cooking show, I can, you know, shoot it, edit and put it on Instagram. It'd be like a polished show. Yeah, you know, it's hard to do show. everything though. When you yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I've, I have, I had to learn the hard ways. It's just because you know how to do it. Don't mean, don't you, mean you, uh, you, yeah. You got to focus on your thing. Yeah. yeah. And, somebody right yeah so i gotta cooking and then taking out the trash <laughs> right right because that's that's me man from start doing trying to do everything yeah so i'm like i gotta learn how to you know uh lose control yeah you know because i'm so used to doing everything myself yeah. it's like you know let somebody help you man you know you ain't gotta wear yourself out trying to do the entire production and cooking and cleaning and you know it's uh so i'm, I'm learning like I said, this this still part of my journey, so I'm, I'm learning how to do stuff as I go. So it's like uh, almost on the job training, so yeah. on the life training. <laughs> life training right there. <clears throat> 
So, man, that was a great interview. Um, and we'll definitely get your contact out there. Um, cool man, cool what man. What do you have on Facebook? What's the, um, I guess, page? Or do you just have just your personal page? Yeah, right now it's just on the Jonathan Brumby okay. uh, on my uh, Facebook page. And I think... I think Instagram is probably Jonathan Brumby as well. Just my, you know, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N.